Thank you for getting ready to listen to your new episode of Shooting Lights Out. Shooting Lights Out is proudly sponsored by Fanatics. Official license everything with Fanatics.com. Get your favorite hats, jerseys, anything sports related, you can get it at Fanatics.com. And today, you can get 70% off on your orders today. That is Fanatics.com. Official license everything. Also, Shooting Lights Out is also brought to you by Liz. Locker Rooms by Liz. Get your favorite hat. We'll get your favorite team logo. Locker Rooms by Liz is where you go to get your favorite hat at. And now it's time for your new episode of Shooting Lights Out. I was doing another episode today that I was going to do a preview of the WNBA. Oh, yeah. You seen the new intro? Oh, yeah. Your boy been in the lab working because I wasn't playing when I said I was going to cover women's basketball, and I meant that. And so with uh, a couple of days left before the regular season gets started, that's what I'm here to do. We're going to talk WNBA season preview. And if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it alone because it is a women's sport, and you got to have the ladies' opinion on it. And there's no better person to have on here than the one and two only the queen of hoops herself miss megan price even though today yes we're gonna talk wnba but i'm still so lit spurs number one pick i'm guessing pop is gonna stick around a few more years yeah i imagine so <laughs> um i kind of figured he was gonna stick around anyway um at least two to three more years but now for sure Hey, how you like the new intro? I like it. It was really good. Really good. I've been in the lab. I've been working. That's what's up. I, I love um, you're, you're better than me. I can't make intros and all that. I have to outsource. I got to buy them. <laughs> I was in here like, you know what? I can't use the same intro for the WNBA. So I got I to gotta rework it. I like that. I like that. So that's what I did right here. So um, let y'all know. She is the queen of hoops. She is also the lead spokesperson for 806 uh, Texas Radio. And she covers the Dallas Wings, which we will get into. Right. So she is an insider as well. I do a, I do Team USA also women's basketball. So I get a chance to talk to all the ladies throughout the league. Which is also great because when the Nets Olympics get around, I'm definitely going to need you. Because that's one thing I, one of the main things I do pay attention to every sport, it's the Olympics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I I love with Team USA, you get a chance to do the three-on-three three and the five-on-five. Five. So, like, you have two chances to cover both teams. So, that's what I have here. So, now, well, let's get here. You see, it's the WNBA preseason, which just started out pretty well. Now we get to the main course. Now it's time for 
But we have some news and notes, so we know we got to go around the right. First up on the docket of the defending champs got in trouble. Yes. They lose their first round pick, and Coach Beckham gets suspended for the first two games. I'll get to the first two games later when we preview the games. Right. But, uh, that's not a story that I want to hear getting ready for a basketball season. Well, I knew I knew this was going to be something. I knew this was going to be pretty serious, actually. So in January, De'Erica Hamby got traded to the L.A. Sparks, and um, she immediately, like within 24 hours, came out and talked about that um, she was bullied and they were used unethical tactics about her being pregnant at the time and them not wanting to extend her contract because of that. Um, and, and since then, she's had the baby and she is game ready. Um, so she would have been ready for the season regardless. Um, maybe not in the most tip top shape, but she would have been available at least. Um, they had a chance to go after Candace Parker's, what it ended up looking like. Uh, they, while they could not substantiate any of the claims regarding Candace, um, this was a violation of Dierica Hamby's rights, her players' rights. And so um, a couple months ago, whenever we were doing um, the mini camp for Team USA, I had a chance to talk to Kelsey Plum. And this was obviously the, the elephant in the room. And she talked a lot about it and the fact that um, Dierica is actually her very best friend. And um, not only is this her team that it is, she's also the VP of the Players Association. So it was her job to deal with the situation and levy whatever fines were needed um them losing the first round pick i don't know how serious that is for them because the roster is so loaded but you never know if this is candace's last season um you never know what type of injuries are going to happen so still there's still that aspect of like a worst case scenario that you do need to draft um, a generational talent because this next draft coming up and the draft after that are looking like they are going to be the new faces of the WNBA, like generational type of talents. And so to miss out on that draft is big, but you're also the best and most loaded roster. In I got to say, to be honest, Kenneth Park can retire right now. Okay. What she does off the court. But even still, like, even still, when she was in Chicago last season, she was still a walking double-double. Like, even in year 16, like, she still is going to put up close to 20 points and, and double digits in the boards. Like, it, it doesn't matter how old she gets. She's just going to be I mean, what she do does it. with TNT, Turner Sports, that by itself, she can right. retire right now. Because she's phenomenal. <laughs> talking NBA right. basketball. She is really good. We're talking NBA basketball. She's not talking yeah, women's definitely. basketball. She's talking NBA basketball. And they can right. flip it and cover more space. I, mean, mm-hmm. I do like some CP3. And we're not talking about Chris Paul. Right. All right. That's the main topic of the day. And this is what, how the infraction came down and all this stuff. So, yeah. But they are still the defending I mean, champs. it does... They are, and it's, it does kind of raise some questions on um, Becky's legacy, I feel like. Um, but it's also like, okay, so the Babs got fined for tanking um, their draft uh, pick, they, and it ended up got, working out for them. The because they, 
Right. Well, this is also somewhat somewhat of a slap on her wrist. It's not. I mean, it's two games, and that's a little more serious than NBA because their season is half as long. So in the NBA, this would have been a four game suspension. Like it's not as bad. It's really not that bad. They'll be out. Mark Cuban got a slap on her wrist, and still got to keep his top ten pick. I kind of I kind of feel like they did too. You know what I mean? Vegas did too. Like um, losing the draft pick is carries a little more weight than not having Becky for two games because I'm sure their coaching staff and their players are well aware of what is expected of them. But um, for them, it turned out to be worth it for the Mavericks like because they ended up getting the number 10 pick. If it had fallen to the number 11 pick, it would have gone to the New York Knicks. So for them, tanking this worked is, this out. This is my difference. And so this is... I don't condone... Nobody around me should condone bully. I don't care less what it is. Don't condone bully right. whatsoever. Okay. Now right. I could have, you could have did a little more punishment. They probably did their investigation, and they probably couldn't really find something substantial to make it bigger. Right? But yeah. What Mark Cuban did was intentional, and everybody knew it. It was. I mean, but it was intentional. What the Aces did too. I guess that's my point. I think to them, they had to just decide: was it worth it to them to violate Dierica's rights and just move on? Well, I should I say this: he Mark Cuban did it intentionally in front of everybody. <laughs> Everybody knew. Oh, you just you just gonna sit everybody, huh? Right. With a chance to make the play, you just gonna sit everybody. Yeah, exactly what I'm gonna do. I mean, but it didn't look intentional to everybody whenever they went and picked up Candace Parker, and we were like, oh, well, that's why they traded Dierica. It didn't look obvious to y'all. Because it did to me. I know this. If I was someone would have took that first round pick from Mark Cuban, they would have sent the message. Yeah, that's that true. Now that's true. Don't don't you? Uh, <laughs> Instead of the fine, just don't take you, the pick. Don't you ever try to tank again. Because everybody know the reason for tanking. <laughs> you want that top 10 pick. Right, yeah, of course. What you got? Right, of course. Of course. Yeah, Very but true. Becky Hammond, you take your two games off and come back and be the coach that I know you are going to be because you is from that great pop of this tree. And your first year, right. you won the whole thing. Your first year. And I know a lot of people were like, why is the coach being fined for this decision? Um, she's the GM also. Well, in the WNBA, when you're the head coach, you pretty much the president of basketball operations. Right, yeah. Um, but she's also the general manager, so um, it was completely her decision. So, I mean, she's just more than a coach. Man, that's most coaches in the WNBA. They more than just the coach. They have other roles. Right, a, a lot of them, yes. All right, moving on. This one caught my attention. Right. I said, I got to do some reading on this because now you're saying that they can do what the NBA can do. Right. Something, but what are the particulars? And I found one distinctly, as you see in that box right there. A coach's challenge is now the only trigger, is the only way to trigger a review of an out-of-bounds violation. Mm. Which means... No matter what the game is at, it could be in the waning seconds of the game. If they call out of bounds and they miss that call, they not going to review it. Unless you call the timeout to review it. I'm like, hmm, that changes um, everything. But it does change a lot. Um, to me, it feels real similar to the pitch clock in baseball. Um, I think they wanted to speed up the game. 
Um, and, you know, the last two minutes of a basketball game really take about 10 minutes, you know, um, and, and it's because of that constant stoppage. And so I think that they wanted to speed that up in the women's game and just kind of make it more appealing, um, similar to what baseball has done. Yeah, but here's the problem. Oh, it's a problem. <laughs> if the refs caught a ball on one team, but we knew it went off that team. Right. But the coach can't challenge it because he had, he had a challenge something earlier. Mm-hmm. That's gonna turn fans off. Cause you sit. We'll see. We'll see how the, it plays out for sure. Cause the WNBA didn't do what was needed to be done. Now I get it. We don't, we don't want a lot of reviews, but right. Most fans will like you for you to get the car right. Right. They will and take as the time. We, as we know, the Once Reds get have a right. hard time making the right call sometimes. As long as you get the car right, we're good. Just get the right call. This, this is gonna be a problem. Yeah, no, it it's it might end up just being a one year <laughs> rule that's in place. And it's gonna be a one year that's gonna cost a team a playoff spot. Right, right. This is and now the other oh, rest of the rest of the challenges part of this is similar to the NBA. You only get right. one whether you get it right or wrong. That's your one challenge. So you better be wise when you use your challenge. So right. you might have to let some stuff go earlier in the game to save it for later in the game. Right, yeah. Knowing that that two-minute period, especially if it's a close game, like that two-minute period at the end of the game is so important that you need to have it on deck. Just look at the Lakers from last night. Right. Right, absolutely so. But, yeah. I, that caught my attention. I said I had to read my details. I had to read. I said, "Let me go in there and do some research because I need to know how this going to work." That's there's going to be a lot of games lost because they caught a ball off their own team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Right. All right. Oh man, this one is this one hurts. You see my head down, right? Yeah, man. This this one hurts. Like. Um, so first of all, I, I seen, man. I seen Henderson and I seen the bill one get away. I'm like, well, dang, they just got there. Like, well, well, De- Destiny got there, there last year. year. She played there last year. Yeah. But she just got drafted because I watched the WBA draft. Well, one that you're actually missing from the graphic is the number 11 pick from the WNBA uh, oh, first know. round this year and the wings waived abby myers from maryland and so for me that was oh, that was me, crazy but a, we had we had multiple it's a whole first list. Round picks yeah it's a whole list of, it's a whole list of players i i couldn't get them all on one so i had to i had to do i had to be I had to get creative with what i did right let's see if i can find um, it yes. i do think dd richards will be picked up somewhere else i i feel like the, out of the three on, on when the screen that, when that happened yeah my heart dropped well, you know, but if you think about who's on their roster, they're so they're so loaded. They got Courtney Vandersloot, they got Stephanie mm-hmm. Dolson, they've got of course got Brianna Stewart, they get um Sabrina Inescu, they got Bet Nigel Laney, um, and then they, Courtney Van did I say Vandersloot? Mm-hmm. Um, like they have so many and Sabrina Ionescu, like they have so right. many over there. Like I, I can kind of see I mean it, it stinks because Dee Dee is really, really talented, but she's the fan like, favorite. I, <laughs> 
Right. Like she, she I love Dee Dee. Um, I think she would be a great fit in Seattle or Minnesota. Like, and she could probably be like a number two or a number three option in one of those teams. Like she's that good, but the roster there in New York, it is what it is. Sandy Brondello is an experienced coach and I trust her. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of names on here that got weighed. And I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. The even WNBA I was on Monica Snow got it waved by the Sparks. I was like, wow. Yeah, that that one was um a little surprising to me because I felt like I felt like if there was a team that had a roster that needed some help, it would be the Sparks. Even though like they got the Aguma K sisters, they got Dierica. Um, like they but they they needed some guard help. Um and I think that while her size she's pretty big i think you could still put her in the one or the two and she could still run an offense your team yeah i would let go call your and brown i was just surprising as well you said call your got cut mm-hmm. yeah i wasn't too surprised by that um i know it's shocking to the world because she was a number one draft pick but um she is one that just never really developed over last season like we didn't see her get a lot of minutes um or it was two seasons ago that she went number one and um over those two seasons we just didn't get her see her get a lot of playing minutes like in fact so it was charlie went number one and then awakuye went number two who was from uh finland and she, we have seen her have a little more developed. She's one of the only ones, ladies in the league, who can dunk the ball. Um, she's not going to be your starting center, but she's a good backup. And I think her time overseas really helped her develop more. Um, I still think Charlie could probably make a roster in the league somewhere, but it would, it would have to be a team that's struggling. It'd have to be like Minnesota. All right. We're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we have a power ranking to get into that Mrs. Price is looking very forward to. <laughs> we'll be back. Grand fans across the nation. Grand fans across the world. The playmaker down there silence here, and you have turned into Ramley Talk. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup said, the GOAT is not getting his ball back. We are ending this right here right now and Matthew Stafford did it. Somebody explain to me why does this keep happening with the San Francisco 49ers? You can't stop Debo Samuel for whatever reason. You made Jimmy G look like a damn good quarterback and then the offensive line and defensive line getting their ass whooped by the other ones. Somebody explain this to me. Please. Baker Mayfield was just a walk through practice into his tenure with the Rams and he's out there throwing game winning touchdowns. Just like in the San Francisco game, Aaron Donald gets to Joe Burrow. Burrow tries to get rid of it. It falls it falls wide and short of some IJP run. Turnover on down. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and whatever else that you listen to Ramley Talk on. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time, because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. 
Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid. Okay? And the same thing with Pollard. I mean, Pollard bro- breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we oh, needed that beautiful. big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, to and the final score was 54-19. to Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboy Sock is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Ram fans across the nation. Welcome back to Shooting Lights Out, WNBA season preview with the queen of who's Megan Price. And yes, as you just saw, yeah. Them schedules has came out for the NFL season. Right. And yet again, I got to deal with Megan Price's Cowboys again. Yeah, you do. And we have like the fifth hardest schedule. So um, (laughs) it's going to be a tough year for our offense, but I think our defense is going to be cool. Are they trying to make the Rams and the Cowboys a rivalry? Because I don't even remember the last time I haven't haven't seen y'all on the Rams schedule. Right. Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, we played, but we played each other last year. Um, I the year before that, and the year before oh. that, <laughs> it's been like four, five years straight. We will play. Right. right. With like, one of them being in the playoffs, <laughs> which I'm not going to reminisce on that one yet. Right. So, but yeah. Bearman, he had. I'm pretty sure he has the episode out going through the Cowboys schedule. I haven't done it with Ramsey, but I will get there at some point in time. But because I'm covering too much basketball right now, right? Speaking of which, ah, preseason power rankings from Mr. M.A. Valpo of ESPN, and we're just gonna jump into it because you know who number one on the list is. There's no other way but to be number one because you are the reigning defending champions. That would be the Las Vegas Aces. Right. I mean, when you add Candace Parker to a loaded roster, like, I don't – yeah, of course they're number one. (laughs) Alicia Clark. Aja was – Oh, and Alicia Clark, too. You're right. Like, that that was a huge pickup. Like, I – man, what else did they need? Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum. Congratulations on your marriage, by the way, to uh, right New- to the New York Giants. <laughs> tight end. Yeah, she wasn't happy about that. Whenever I get to football season, I got to talk about that because y'all literally right. traded this man. She was pissed. <laughs> you literally <laughs> traded this man to the other side of the country. Right. After he got married. Like a week after he got married, too, at that. Oh. <laughs> I find that. I find that. Cool. That ain't a coincidence. Something happened. You think so? Something. You just don't trade your your best tight end to the other side of the country for no reason. Right. You trade him for no reason. And then the the, the young stud herself, Jackie Young. Right. That team is loaded. And even um, their draft pick from last year, um, Kirsten Bell. So I don't know if she made the final cuts on the roster. Um, but she name, was a part of the. Wasn't on my, her name didn't make the list that I that I looked at. Her name was not on the list. 
as far as the roster or cuts? No, what the cuts? See what not? See, I know okay. you pop up on the list. Well, good because I think that she has. She obviously has some development to do. Um, and if if she were to get cut off this roster, I would say anybody, anybody should go pick that young lady up. She was a part of the Florida Gulf Coast um, run in the tournament, not last last term. Yeah, last term. This was her rookie season. So um, she is a high-powered three-point shooter. She's just she's on a crazy team. So um, yeah. You know, and for those of you who are around the ring, yes, I love the Aces. And it's and it's hard when you drive the Adrian Wilson, who I'm a fan of, by the way. Right. A huge fan of Adrian Wilson. And then you got yeah. one of my favorite, and you got one of my favorite coaches in Becky Hammond, who I've been waiting for her to get an NBA job, but she didn't get a WNBA job, which is even better. Right. And then you add Candace Parker to the team. The one thing I like. <laughs> The only thing I don't like about the Aces, you did it at the time where my team actually decided to do something. Right. I mean, and so two? that's who I was leaving out. John Quell, okay? Like, they added John Quell in the mix of all this, too. So you've got two MVPs right there. You And then you got Sabrina, who's on her way to an MVP very soon. You got Bet Nigel Lady, who's really cold, too. She's just got to stay healthy. Um, you got Courtney Vandersloot over there. Um, you got I don't know if Michaela Onyewede made the cuts. Um, she was Rookie of the Year two seasons ago. Um, she's she's really talented too. So um, just a, an incredibly loaded team. Like I, it, it hurt to see Didi get cut, but then I kind of understood it too because like look, it's so hard to make a roster. Liberty, it's been a long time that I could be excited for a WBA season. Have you seen the documentary that ESPN put out called Undisputed? It's about the history of the New York Liberty, and it covers all the way from the beginning until now. Um, excellent. It's on ESPN+. Plus. I need to go watch that. Yes. Yeah, so and, and by the way, you want to know one of the reasons why I became a New York Liberty fan? You see them jerseys right there? You see them black jerseys there? Oh, they cold. I love yes. the quality jerseys, too. <laughs> They have some, they black jerseys are always on point. Right, yeah. And it's probably the only New York team I actually root for, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't root for them, but I love I love Stewie. Like, I'll, I'll fangirl out for Stewie probably. So, um, anywhere she goes, I'm going to be a fan. So, New York, this is the time. You may have to get through the aces, <coughs> but this is the time. You see what the Knicks did. The Knicks didn't help New York at all. So it's um, up to you, I ladies. mean, this is a. It's they went the furthest they've been in the playoffs in like a decade. So I mean, I they need to do more, but I, I think it was a good year for the Knicks. So when I think have, this just this solidifies the culture, though. Like y'all are playing in the have same Stephen arena. A. Smith on national television, looking like a sad puppy, to say the exact words. I don't think the Knicks can win game six in Miami. Well, as a Cowboys fan, I love when Stephen A. Smith looks sad. So you've seen the look in his eyes. You knew he had no faith. <laughs> he had no faith. He had no faith, yeah. and rightfully so. Well. And by the way, one of these days I might get wiser helping on her because he's a New York Liberty fan too. Okay. And that'd be something to have fun with. But that's number three. You know who the top two is. 
Then this is where the fun begins. Number three on right. the Washington Mystics. Okay, so this is a team that um, I I love. Elena Deladon, um, Natasha Cloud is incredibly talented. Um, they they have a good roster. They You're welcome, by the way, good... Washington. <laughs> right, they um, they don't necessarily have. They're missing a piece, in my opinion. Um, and this is this is one of those years that um, what piece is like that? they got? They, you know, okay, so the big three you got Natasha Cloud. Ariel Atkins and obviously Della Dawn. Um, there are they need another. I don't know. I think they need another facilitator. They need another high-powered shooter. Um, I I love Della Dawn. She is the best female shooter, professional female shooter we've ever seen. But Caitlin Clark is on her way. So, I'm gonna let y'all um, know. I'm gonna let y'all know. Last year Della Dawn was not really healthy. I hope y'all knew that. She wasn't right, really so, healthy. She did play the whole season, though. So she um, played the whole season, me, but she was not. I, you can tell she was not healthy, right? She um, I do now. She y'all better watch out because Deladon's coming back to playing what she used to be. <clears throat> I, I love it. I love watching Deladon. Um, now they did go through a coaching change, but it wasn't an extreme change because it was um, the the son of their former coach is taking over, and he was already on the coaching staff. So I think it will still be a um easy transition for them because i i doubt that their old coach is going to not just not show up anymore like he's still going to be there so artisan miss is coming in number three on the power ranking who came i agree with the top four? three who came in number four though ah the connecticut sun i disagree with this one um they are a team that you know, they went to the finals and their coach just left them. I, I'm not a huge Kurt Miller fan. He ended up going over to LA. Um, and then on top of that, they went and they lost John Quell. Um, so that is for, for me, they have some good pieces. I mean, obviously, all the ladies you have pictured are very, very good, but they don't have that superstar. And so for me, I felt like they should have switched this, the number four and the number five. Um, rankings uh, or I mean, teams like I, I definitely and I'm sure you feel like it's biased, <laughs> you know. But when we go through my roster and I explain our roster compared to Connecticut, I, I hope you feel me. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, yeah. When you there's no name that pops out at you if you're a casual WBA person, right? Well, uh, Dewana, she's really good. Don't get me wrong; like Dewana is really good. But um, that Alicia roster Thomas? is not quite right. Thomas, you know, she, she just saying she might she might be she might become a Bridges who just needed to leave. Right. Okay, but here's the here's the thing about that. Like there's tears to stardom, right? So like they have a couple stars. They got two stars. They don't have any superstars. John Quell was their superstar and she's gone. And they don't have a superstar right now. Okay. This, I just done the same. Still a good team, still a good team, but I think that final appearance carries a little more weight than it's worth because I'm, one, they lost all, their coach and they lost their MVP. All I'm saying is, between the three that's on the screen, maybe one of them just needed a just needed a change of scenery to actually show what they're capable of. Like Mikael Bridges, no, it's very like Mikael Bridges did when he got traded from Phoenix to Brooklyn. We didn't know he was going right. to go off like that, right? 
Right. As a, as a, I'm not a casual basketball fan, so I knew Mikael Bridges was going to be good. My personal opinion, like I knew he was just on a team that was full of, had superstars. That's all I'm saying. They might be, they might be in the same situation. They just need another change of scenery to say, okay, I can do my thing. Right. right. That's 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 a talk. Hey, but number five is interesting. <laughs> number five is very interesting. Because number five hails right down there in Texas. Indeed. So um, I actually feel like we have the roster to be the number four spot. So I'm going to read y'all off um, our final cuts, our final roster announcement, which came out today. So we got V12, Veronica Burton, uh, Crystal Dangerfield, which I was a little concerned Mm. on whether she was going to make the roster or not. You uh, said that when, when we traded her. You said you did bring that up when we traded her. You did say right. That. I didn't know if she was going to make the roster because we were already pretty loaded. Not to say she's bad, but um, we're already really loaded. So we got Diamond to Shields. Um, a little su- surprised that Jasmine Dickey ended up working out. She was a late round draft pick for us last year, um, and, but she made it. So super happy that she was able to make it. Um, Natasha Howard. So she was a part of that trade with the Liberty as well. Um, she comes in, she's a two-time champion. So obviously she's going to make the roster. What, what she brings to her position is, is unique. Um, and she's the most experienced veteran on our team. So um, I, I knew she was going to make it. Then you had Ashley Jones, who was big 12 player of the year. She was at Iowa state breaking all kinds of records. You have a walk Kouye, um, you have Lou Lopez Sinichal, which is from U- she's from Yukon. I knew she was going to make it too. She's just kind of having some knee problems. Then you got Tierra McCallan, our superstar Enrique Enrique Ugonawale, Satu Sabale, and then Maddie Seagrass, which was our number three pick for um, the draft this year. And she was actually your scoring champion as well. She averaged twenty nine points this season and almost ten boards. Average. What what is what is the ceiling for your wings this season? Um, so for me, um, I I don't know that we're going to win a championship, but if we can if we can make a and they don't do conference um, finals, but it, so if we can make the semis, I'm going to feel like we need to go in and win a playoff series. And I know that kind of feels like a small ceiling. But um, we have not won a, we've won a playoff game. We have not won a playoff series. And so I think I want to see us make it to the, to the semis. So I actually have us winning two rounds. Um, and then for me, that feels like a success because, one, we've got some new people, but we also have a new coach. And so I, I love our coach. She's incredibly nice. Um, her name's uh, Letitia Trammell. And she is so nice. Like um, she's very, it's obvious how much she cares about the ladies that play for her, not on a court level. Like she cares about these young ladies and their lives and life after basketball. And um, she's just a really caring, awesome person. So um, I think that going from Vicki Johnson, who I'm also a fan of, she is Vicki. VJ is a, she's tough as nails, man. And she lost her locker room. So um, I think that there are certain situations where being as tough as she is, she can be successful, but this wasn't that. And so I think Latricia is just the exact opposite of that. Like, I think she is uplifting and kind and finds other ways to motivate you. 
Okay. Now, the rest of the top 10 were the Phoenix Mercury at 6, the Minnesota Leafs at 7, the LA Sparks at 8, the Atlanta Dream at 9, and the Chicago Sky running off the top 10. Now, I didn't have those up there because I'm only looking at the top 5, but I would say number 6, the Phoenix Mercury. BG is back. She's back. She's a little overweight, um, which me too, <laughs> but I'm not playing professional ball. Um, she's a little overweight. She's moving a little slow. Um, you, you can tell by looking at her that she put a little weight on. Um, and that's okay. We just want her healthy, you know? Um, and, but this is, this is a season that has so many question marks for the Mercury. Is Skylar Diggins-Smith's going to be around? It, are they going to be able to, is this DT's last season? Are they going to be able to get another championship for DT? And it's like, she's unquestionably the GOAT after that, which to me, she's already the GOAT. And to a lot of people, she's already the GOAT. But one more championship, like, it really, there's no question after that point. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not a fan of their coach. Yeah, but the last, the, the rank, the, the, Atlanta Dream and the Chicago Sky for me. Like, I, I definitely think they should be above the Minnesota Lynx. Minnesota Lynx don't have a whole lot going for them except their coach and Nafisa Collier. Um, they have a couple of other pieces going with Nafisa, but they are not – I don't even know if I put them on the star tier. Uh, uh, tier. I, I put them more on a role player tier, and they're starting right now. So um, they are – I hope that they're – Draft pick works out really well. Diamond Miller from Maryland. Um, she's going from a really tough coach there at Maryland to another really tough coach there in Minnesota. Um, so I think that she is equipped for that to be a successful relationship because she already knows what it's like to play for somebody who she's not playing, you know, and, and that's Cheryl Reeves for you. She's like, she's, she's very serious. Um, I, I, I actually got Minnesota sitting at like number 11, in my opinion. And the Chicago Sky is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, they lost a lot um, in this offseason, but they picked, you know, they lost Courtney Vandersloot. But you know what they did? They picked up Courtney Williams um, from the Liberty. And she's a baller. Like, she is a sharp shooter. Um, she had some problems when she was Atlanta, but it wasn't on the court. It was off the court. So um, as long as you can contain that, which I think, I think it was a one-time incident. Like, she she's really that good that if she takes her career seriously like she's the future of the team now and you still got Kalia Copper it's her team but um you know Courtney's gonna fill in Vandersloot's position as far as a facilitator now she's not gonna have the same court vision that Courtney uh Vandersloot has but she's gonna shoot the three a little bit better than Courtney Vandersloot um which they're gonna need because they lost Allie Quigley as well um now she didn't leave the team but she sat out the season <clears throat> I'm not sure on all the details on that, um, but <laughs> I'm sure Eric Wilson she probably came knows. To New York. She knew that. Um, well, Allie actually had a season where she she kind of fell off this last season, and so um, there were times that I felt like you know the the low man on the totem pole was Allie, you know, like and really Dana was playing better, but you start Allie Quigley if you have Allie Quigley, you know, like you start her. That's what you do because that's who she is. Whereas Dana Evans was playing a little bit better. So I, you know, I kind of think this freed up their roster some. Um, we'll see what they do with their draft picks. Um, and then of course, Marina Mabry, they picked and um, Isabel Harrison 
who they picked up in that trade from um, from us. It was a part of a three-team trade. Um, and, and one Marina is a great shooter. And she is a mouth. Like, she is a defender. She's going to be talking the whole time. And you're, she's going to get in your head. That's who she is. Um, she is a product of Notre Dame basketball, which y'all know uh, the women from Notre Dame basketball are super tough. Um, losing her was tough because Arike and Marina are best friends and they play well together. They've been playing together since college. So losing her was tough. Losing Izzy is tough too. Um, she is, she's your center, but she's smaller. She's a smaller center, but she's fast. And she's also a defensive player. So um, we're going to miss that defense, but I think with Diamond DeShields and Natasha Howard, we'll be okay. But Chicago is a much better team than people are giving them credit for. When 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 are they going to add more games to the season? So they added um, two more games this season, and that puts us at forty games. Um, which you know we did the expanded um, playoffs last. I I understand you got to. It's a it's a process. Okay. Okay. It's a process, and so. You know, even with like, okay, Natasha Cloud tweeted out last week talking about um, the first roster cuts, and it was just so tough because you know you're losing you're losing great players, and they need more teams. But you know what? the The league has not hit the point of making money yet, and that's okay because um, it took the NBA. You got it, a team in Cali. You got a team in New York. You got a team in Texas. You right, don't have right, a team right, in Florida. Today, okay, here. they have. Okay, here's the thing. They have. Um, they're really close to making money. So, you know, it, they don't like the NBA subsidize them and it, it's not as bad as people think it is like, okay, so it takes about 60 million for the WNBA to operate and the WNBA is short about 9 million on that. And so the NBA throws in 9 million, um, but they don't do anything with, um, promoting or, um, league expansion like they don't help any other way other than helping with payroll basically so um the numbers are getting better but as we know that is a process like the nba didn't make money literally it was it operated in the red until they had larry bird and so that was two superstars two incredible franchises lakers and the celtics and then they were able to bring in fans and they created that dynamic that i think we're going to have now between new york and Vegas. And so I think expansion is going to happen within five years. And I think that, you know, it's just, it's a process. It's going to take time. And with that, we will get an expanded season. With that, we will get expanded playoffs. We've done it now. Like there is no single elimination first round of the playoffs anymore. It's three games, the best of three games. Um, and then obviously the next series is best of five. So there's still room for growth, but it's, it, it's getting there. The ball is rolling. Because uh, y'all better do something. Because uh, if I'm if I'm thinking correct, we have a um, Clark on the horizon, right? A Reese on the horizon, right? Haley Van Lith, like we have we uh, we got oh, Paige Beckers, um, as as he give LSU the trophy now. I'm not ready to do I'm not ready to do that, but LSU looks tough. Haley Van Lith and Angel Reese on the same team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And consequently, the the same Van Lick, they got they got the smack talk from Caitlin Clark, <coughs> who Angel Reese threw it back at. Right, right. Well, I but also Haley Van Lith threw it back at Caitlin Clark too. 
you know, like uh, in the very last moment, you know, you saw Caitlin Clark telling uh, Haley to shut up, that she was down by 15 points. But y'all, you know, like as much as you want to say, yeah, y'all beat Louisville, but y'all didn't beat Haley Van List. She still had 27 points on y'all. And even until that very last moment, she was still talking mess, still trying to win the ball game, even if she was the only one playing well. Sorry to go. That's what I want out of somebody who plays for my team. Ooh, boy, that college basketball season is going to be lovely. Oh I can't God. wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Them two together. And then they got somebody else. I just thought of it. They added somebody else. I'm like, oh, yeah. They got Morrow. Like, it just gives them the trophy. This, this ain't even <laughs> to be fair. Right. But before we take our next break, Atlanta Dream. A team that I think is better than they're giving them credit for, too. Um, now, they did struggle in some of their preseason games. Um, I think that their coach, um, I think that she is the right fit. And that's what they've been looking for. They've been needing somebody to fill that role in. And she did really well last season. Um, you got Ryan Howard over there. You've got um, got some other here. pieces over there. Alicia Gray. Uh, I'm so sad to see her go. Um, that's actually my favorite player in the league. Is and Alicia your favorite coach player got drafted by the dream. Right. Um Definitely. So, and Haley Jones. So, I, you know, I think that Atlanta is better than a lot of people give them credit for. It's going to take a little time for them to gel, but this is a team that's on the on the come up. Look out for the Atlanta Dream, especially with Ryan Howard. She's put she put everybody. Oh, she's on yeah, she's ridiculous. She put everybody on notice. Mm-hmm. And Vicky Johnson is over there as an assistant coach. I thought Enrique put the league on notice. And Ryan Howard said, I'll do you one better. Oh, and the one I forgot about, Cheyenne Parker. Oh, she's cold. Cheyenne Parker is a good, like, she's really good. She's an excellent guard. Or, no, she's a forward. Um, and then you got Naz Hillman from Michigan. Um, and, and, you know, she broke all kinds of Michigan records. But, um, you know, she's on a team that's halfway decent. So, um Man, I, I, I think I'm going to enjoy watching Atlanta play, just not on Saturday. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute. So let's take another break and we'll be back. We're going to get you ready for this weekend. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license sports gear memorabilia whether it's for the national football league the national basketball association major league baseball national hockey league or even international soccer league or even college sports so whip your team whip the hardware get comfortable because fanatics is the way to go where sports fans shop and official license everything The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it is your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now, you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus, 
Mountains of the Entertainment. And welcome back to Shooting Lights the WNBA season preview with the Queen of Hoops herself, Ms. Megan Price. Now we got you your news and notes. We went through the power rankings, but if I know anything about sports, no matter what sport it is, you know somebody somewhere are wanting to know the odds. Uh. And I found something interesting with these odds. So right here you have your FanDuel DraftKings on the left, and you have your basketball power index from ESPN. On your left, you see, obviously, Vegas, New York. And then you go Washington, Phoenix, Atlanta, Connecticut. But to ESPN, obviously, Vegas, New York. Then you go Connecticut, Washington, Atlanta, Phoenix. And look at both of the, like, both of them got Dallas way down there. Dallas down at the bottom, the Sparks down there at the bottom. Minnesota God, is uh, hovering around the middle pack. That's insane. Do they even know what to expect from this season besides the aces and the liberty? No. Um, I mean, I think they looked at what happened last year in the playoffs and obviously considered that, and I get that. But, I mean, it was a crazy draft, and it was a crazy free agency. So, like, no, I, I don't really think they know what they're talking about now yeah, um obviously never just, experienced a free agency like this they have never experienced a free agency like right this. it's never happened you know um so i just they've got they both got connecticut way higher than where i think they should be um except for on the you know fan duel it looks like you know they're middle of the pack and i can agree with that um i think i think dallas is a much better team than they're giving them i, I think we're better than phoenix for sure you know, um, and definitely better than Atlanta. I'm not going to say we're better than Washington, but we're definitely better than Phoenix, and we're definitely better than Atlanta. And it's hard to say because I know the GOAT is over there, and I know BG is over there, but the GOAT is old, and BG's out of shape. BG's out of shape, and their coach. I'm just wondering that the fact that Brittany Griner is back, they just feel like she's just going to pick up where she left off, even though she was detaining. And don't get me wrong. Like, she she had incredible stats before that. But she out of shape, man. You know, and I'm so happy to see her on the court. But also, and besides that, because BG can get in shape, and that's going to happen. But your coach is awful. And your facilitator, the number th- uh, three in scoring last year, Skylar Diggins-Smith is not there. She's that is pregnant. a problem. Right. It's a problem. I don't think she's going to even be there no more. No, I, I don't think she want to be there anymore. She does not like their coach, Vanessa Nygaard. So with that type of dysfunction and what are you going to do with the guard position? Like, I know you got Sophie, but she's a she's a two. Like, you need you need a point guard. And you don't have Skyler. Skyler is probably the third best point guard in the league, maybe the second best point guard in the league right now. So losing Skyler is huge. And while she might be pregnant, I don't know if she's had the baby yet or not, but she was pregnant at the end of the season last year. So she, if she's had the baby, she's not in a rush to come back because she hates the coach. Turmoil mm-hmm. in the desert. Right. And so what oh, what kind of what kind what kind of team what kind of team is going to win a championship no matter who they have if they don't have a point guard? Mm. 
So, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, huh? It's Phoenix Suns. <laughs> right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see DT get another championship. I would love to see BG have success in, in this season. Like, I would love to see that. It would be a feel-good story. It would be great for women's basketball. I would love it. But right now, currently, as things are, Dallas Wings are a better team. I'm going I'm to say this. I hate to say this, but we talk about Sue Bird and we talk about Diana Taurasi. Rightfully so. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest, if one person didn't decide, didn't decide to step away from the game and when she did, she would be the GOAT. And it wouldn't have been no questions asked. And if you're trying to figure out what I'm talking, I'm talking about Maya Moore. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that uh, she's the GOAT. I'm going to say that she had the potential to be the GOAT. Um, we'll never know. We'll never know. But, I mean, she was amazing, and she's not the GOAT currently, but she was. she's in the conversation. You won't never be the GOAT because she decided to walk away. You're right, right, right. And, and, and rightfully so. Like, she had, uh, she felt a bigger purpose in her life. And you know what? I can understand that feeling because when I talk about women's basketball, I feel like I have a bigger purpose. Uh, as far, Not that basketball. I feel like it gives me purpose. Like when I talk about women's basketball, I feel happier than I am when I talk about anything else. So, you know, you got to go with what makes you happy. And, you know, for her, she had a different purpose in life. And trust me, she brought that same energy from Connecticut to Minnesota. For sure. The question is: The question was, who did, who wants to face Maya Moore for the for the WNBA finals? That's pretty much what the question was. Who wants right, to face yeah. her in the finals? That's pretty much it. Right. Because right. you knew she gonna get there. For sure. But I digress. I just want to throw that out there. I love Diana Taurasi. I love Super. But for me personally, Maya Moore would have been up there, if not at the top. <laughs> Now, let's get to the schedule. Friday is opening day. <laughs> and as you Love can it. see, oh, my New York Liberty, they get to kick in. He's off on the road against Washington. So we get the first up against Atlanta Deladon healthy. And then we get to see how the, the, the big three fell in their first game together. So... Um, the Mystics lost a preseason game. They won one. They lost one. They beat the Dream, but they lost to the Lynx. Um, I think that Mystics got to probably brace for a home opening loss. Um, Sun and the Fever, I think. So the Fever beat Dallas in a preseason game. I think that they are starting to kind of figure out what they need to do. Um, I don't expect them to be a great team this season, but they could win this first game, especially being at home. Um, they do have fans there for the Fever. Like, um, they have a very nice arena, Indianapolis. Like, they have a basketball culture there. So, um, the Sky, the Lynx, that's an interesting matchup. I do have the Sky coming out on top. Um and while I, I hope the Mercury wins, I think the Sparks probably pull it out. Mm, ESPN, 11 p.m. Now, my question is to this to ESPN. Even though it's on a Friday, who do you think is going to stay up 11 o'clock on the East Coast to watch that game? Well, no, that's the, I mean, it's the same thing, though, Like, because we have 10 o'clock start times here in Central Time Zone all the time. So for y'all, 
it's 11 o'clock while so there's times when y'all don't catch the late games but that's a you know they're they're on the west coast so for them you know it's seven o'clock it's a prime time game it's just part of it it that's that's the problem that's why a lot of people start to figure you don't out stay who, up for the lakers games heck no <laughs> well i'm a, I'm a laker hater why would i stay up for that that but i'm just saying like you don't stay up for the late games no oh i do well then again then <laughs> Then again, I'm but I'm an hour closer than you are. But yeah, it's, it's then, sometimes it's one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh my god, this is game. Then, over. then again, I work at a job that don't close till twelve midnight. Oh okay, okay. But most of the people on the East Coast ain't trying to stay up that late. I mean, I'm in Central Time Zone. I stay up late for the late games all the time. So for me, I'm a watch. Like, and then it's the first game, Brittany Griner's back, and you put it at 11 o'clock. Right, right. I, I, feel I mean, the other national televised game, and it's not really national televised, it's the Liberty and the Mystic. They on NBA TV. How many people got yeah. NBA TV? I don't have direct TV, so I don't have like NBA said, TV. Who, how many people but have NBA TV? I will be throwing down for some league pass, probably, because we don't know what's going to happen with Bali Sports. But I will say this, though. I will say this. The only reason why you did that is because you do have the Western Conference Finals on ESPN. Right. And this and that started you and, and, and NHL, we have um Eastern Conference Finals that night also. So I had to cover and say you don't have the Western Conference Finals on that day. So what is it that puts that game to eleven? Well, it's at, but it's at seven in their own time zone. That is eight their time zone. Oh, I thought it was a four hour difference. They they but... they are in L.A. That is eight. Okay, well, regardless, eight o'clock. That's about a normal game time. It's just late for y'all. So you're gonna have a lot of people. You're gonna have to wake up and we have to. Oh, Brittany Garner is back, and she did play last night. <laughs> oh my bad, I forgot. On a Friday night too. And that's another thing. You your opening your opening day is Friday night. Right. Well, I mean, but that's usually when um the WNBA games are. They are usually Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Every now and then you catch a Tuesday game. Um, but those are usually that's usually when their games are. I'm gonna need y'all to work your schedule out differently. If you're gonna start a season, <laughs> you need to start it sometime in the middle of the week. You doing it on a Friday. You know how many people don't make plans on Friday? Right. Very true. Very true. Now let's get to make, Saturday. Make, plan, make plans to go to a WNBA game. Now Saturday. You see these times here, one and three on a Saturday. I can live with this. <laughs> and they both on ABC, by the way. Right. I everybody that. can I get that. to. No right. matter I what kind that. of service you got, you can get to ABC. Right. Dream and the wings. So we're going to start these two teams off on a hot streak here. <laughs> right. And um, I, they're somewhat rivals, I think. You know, now that they picked up Lish and they picked up uh, Vicky Johnson, and then, like, really in the standings, a lot like last season, we were right by each other. It was between Atlanta and Dallas on who's going to make the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I think this is the beginning of a, a rivalry here. And then the defending champs. Why is the defending champs beginning a season on the road? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Why are the defending champs beginning a season on the road? 
But if it had been before last season, this was a rival of theirs too, because um, when they made the finals uh, the first time, they actually lost to the Seattle Storm um, in the Wubble, I believe. Um, so the and, and they've actually um, they've knocked each other out of the playoffs before. So this is this is also semi rivalry. I think it's a little different now that Sue isn't there, but um, you know had this. Had Sue not retired, this would probably still be a really big marquee game. I'm saying, though, but why is the champ? Don't the champ supposed to have the first night? Opening night should be the, with the champ. You you would think. Yes, you would think. Do what the NBA does. All right. Vegas won. They get a home game, and they get opening night. Simple. You get to see the championship brand come down. Players can get their rings, and somehow somebody got to compartmentalize that and get ready for the actual game. In most cases, it doesn't work well for chips. Just, I'm just throwing that out there for 3 p.m. Saturday. By the way, I am off this weekend, so I will be tuned in. And those of you who have been following Shooting Lights Out, you know I don't play. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be viewing as well. So you know it. There's a fragrant file to be handed out. It will be one. I don't know if Mega Price called you no fragrant files, but them fragrant files ain't no jokes. Right. And so it's a it's a full roast session for me. <laughs> and then to close out the weekend, <laughs> first we're gonna talk Mystics and Suns. Okay. Um, this should be a really good matchup. I think they are. Um, Mystics have a superstar in Elena, but besides Elena, I feel like the rest of them are pretty evenly matched. Uh, so I do give Washington um, the edge on this game. Um, Sky Mercury, that should be a competitive game. I, I also feel like similar tiered teams. See, that's 4 p.m. on ESPN. Right. Tell me what is this mess up here? The Twitter Twitter? <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Do you know how many games I watched on Twitter or uh, WNB or on Facebook Live last year? Like, you have to go through so many apps to try and find some of these games. So when they do them live and you get to chat during the game, like, oh, it's fun. I love that. Twitter, you can have something on your phone. You can have something on your computer. I don't want to watch my team on Twitter. Why? And it's an opening, opening home game, too, and it's on Twitter. I open at home game as that. I mean, I think it's pretty lit. I love watching games on social media. Okay. Like I we all chat, that. we all chat. There's a live chat during the game. So it's like you're, you know, you get the game with your people on social media. I get that. But the opening home game is on Twitch. I got a big screen on my laptop. Like I, I don't know. It's it's not much different to me, except for we get to chat. You're, and, and you're, kick putting, you're putting a super team. But no, everybody, no, everybody. Okay, so they're in partnership with Twitter and Facebook, though. So every team is going to have games on Twitter. It just, it was their week in rotation. I'm just saying, not the open any home game. Do another home I game, but not know. the open one. Know. Twitter, they're going to get some views. They're going to get they some are. views, I promise. Yeah, no, they are, but I'm saying, if you put that on ESPN before the Sky Mercury, right? Mm-hmm. People are going to tune in because people want to know what's the hype around New York when it comes right. to the Liberty. 
I get it. I get it. You gonna be if you looked at the ratings for the women's NCAA tournament, their March Madness outshined the men on these same yeah. exact platforms as the men. Right. Very true. Um, I just I just know as a fan, I found it um I, I I thought it was a fun way because it's a free way to watch a game. And so for <clears throat> a lot of people that don't want to pay for streaming services or or WNBA League Pass, like you can watch games for free on Facebook and Twitter. Like so I, I don't know, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying when you have a season that is mostly anticipated, one of the most anticipated seasons in the world. Mm-hmm. You might want to put some marquee games on national television. You, so people can you know see what? why the talk is what it was during the offseason. Why was people going crazy on the WNBA? I agree. I absolutely agree. They can go on TV and they're like, I see now. Right. This could be it. This okay, we got something brewing here. Right. Just it's just me. It's marketing. I'm I'm still I'm it. still working on my marketing strategy, but for marketing purposes, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, you put you got already got one super team here, okay, in the Vegas Aces. You got them on National Television. And plus they're the defending champions. I don't know, I still don't think they should be on the road, but that's another story for another day. The other super team, you're putting them on NBA TV and Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate the NBA TV aspect of it. I would rather it be on Twitter than NBA TV. I think Twitter's way more accessible than NBA TV. But you see what I'm getting at, right? Right. Your no, other I super mean, team is on NBA TV first. And then. <laughs> For opening weekend. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. They got to do better. That's not how you're supposed to jet the super team. Right. People, you have, you have choiry minds out here. Was trying to figure they want to figure out why the WBA in the offseason was having a blast. And they get to see Very one true. super team. If Very, they're lucky, get true. two, lucky they get two because they will remember the New York Liberty's parent on Twitter. Just I'm just saying, like that's a lot of work to be done, WNBA. Just saying. It I don't mind you using using for social media, but you gotta market it a little bit better. Not opening week. You 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 let the people get a taste first, and then you go to social media. But that's the opening weekend of the WNBA season. I gotta find a way to find a watch my liberty somehow. <laughs> Because they on NBA TV night one. I don't know how that's going to work for me. Yeah, you're going to have an easier chance being able to watch it on on Twitter, to be honest. I got to remember. I'm going to have to remember they on Twitter Sunday. Right, yeah. So that that first game is going to be hard to watch. But that second game, it'll it'll be more accessible on Twitter, to be honest. Because I I think there's way more people that have Twitter than NBA TV. Because I'm going to be around here focusing on what game, what conference finals is on Sunday first, and then forget that the New York Dibby is on Twitter. But that's. I got to look at the Chicago Sky because 
they lost a lot of pieces, so I'm looking forward to them traveling to Phoenix and seeing how that goes. Right. That's a four o'clock game. That could be my appetizer for the conference finals that night. Oh, I'm definitely catching the, the defending champs against the storm. Right. And then uh I'm just gonna watch the dream and the wings go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna watch gonna them be, go. I'm just gonna watch them go. In. I think it's gonna be a good game. Like I'm excited for this matchup. Um, I, I do think Atlanta is a good team. I don't think they're as good as us, but I think they're. I think they're scrappy, and it, it could go either way. But yeah, I'm just gonna watch them to go ahead because we got back to back regular years when we're gonna go at each other. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. Enrique versus Ryan. That's gonna oh my oh God. yeah, gonna it's fun. gonna be that's gonna be an awesome matchup. Uh, but the WBA season is here. Hopefully, my Liberty can get to a place they haven't been at. And right, if somehow, some way, the Aces don't make it, and the Liberty do, I would be very happy. Right, and they've never won a championship. So they're one of the original teams that's never won a championship. Um, I do think the Liberty has the ability to do it, but all roads lead through Vegas. Vegas. I love you, Vegas. I love you. Asia Wilson. I, I love, love Vegas too. <laughs> but my team They used never... to be the stars. I you know, I, I my, love them too. My but, team has yeah. never been to that mountaintop. Matter of fact, outside of the New York Giants, I don't remember the. They've been over. they've been to the finals, but they haven't won it. Outside of the Giants, I don't remember the last time a New York team won a championship. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> outside of the Giants, I well the Yankees, the Yankees. That's all they have. <laughs> when the last time the Yankees won the whole thing? <laughs> I, it's been some years, but I mean, in re, at least within the last like six or seven years, I think they've won. No, you have to realize I fall asleep when they really trust me. <laughs> when was the last time the Yankees won? I ain't say the last time they've been there, the last time they won it. <laughs> right. Right. New York Liberty. You're the team of New York now. Yes. The Brock Place Center will be packed. Cause that team is fully loaded. Yes, I'm super excited for this season to start. I, I, I loved recapping it and um, or doing our preview of it and can't wait for the season. I can't wait either. So, uh, Ms. Megan Price, let the people know how they can reach you. Um, all you got to do is search the Queen of Hoop. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. On Tuesdays, I am on Three Chicks in a Pod or Chicks and Salsa, one version of that show. It is a 30-minute um, sports podcast with an all-female cast. And then um, we have the sip-off, which um, it's not currently in season because we're going to be doing the WNBA carousel very soon. Um, but the sip-off will be back in November. Whoever represents the New York Liberty better represent right. <laughs> I know that much. I can't do it because I'm already busy as it is. And I'm already called the hardest working content creator that is. All right. That tells you a lot. Definitely. So that's Megan Price right there, the Queen of Hoops. I am the playmaker. And uh, we'll catch you again. Oh, trust me, Megan Price will be making a lot more appearances because this is WBA season now. 
Absolutely. So she might be the one giving out some fragrant products. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I might. She might be the one giving out some fragrant products. I just might be sitting back and watching. Right. Especially but, with this new rule. But until then, we'll bid you adieu. Shooting. Like so. Masterpiece.